Well, it seems like you have a plan. Yeah, I do, man. So what are you going to make? Well, that I don't know yet. What are you going to write? I'm a little clearer on that, but still a little fuzzy. Today's process is this. Make something. Write something. Stand up. Push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where husband creators build the classic American business with the following principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Follow me as I use these principles to transform my family from living in the suburbs to creating a self-sustaining homestead in the understory. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light a lantern. What is up, husband creators? Those of you who are in the understory against your will and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here. The understory lawyer. So we're going late night tonight, 8.50 p.m., but everyone in my house is asleep by some miracle. So, um, and I got a nap today, a nap that I haven't, I can't tell you the last time I got a nap, but my wife was like, you look really tired. Do you want to go to sleep? Yes. Yes, I do. I will. I will take a nap. Thank you. (laughs) I was like making some old man noises, shuffling back there, giving myself a nap. It was awesome. Uh, But today we're going to talk about the two poles, right? So I've talked about the idea of the two poles before, where uh, there was an essay that I read, the two um, the two cultures of mathematics, which kind of revolves around the idea that there's theoretical math and there's problem solving math, and the the solution to the thorniest problem usually re- resides in the opposite pole. And so I think a lot about that, and I actually try to set myself up um, in a lot of different things between two poles, and but that I know what the poles are, I choose them, um, and the tension between those two poles gets me to where I want to go. Uh, another influence on that is Pareto efficiency from economics. Now, some people argue that's a bunch of crap, but I understand the concept, and um, I understand the concept of that, and it, it does. There is some truth in it. It doesn't have to be totally true. It can be a heuristic, but between those two things, uh, I try to place myself between two poles in a lot of different things, and um, that is a successful way of navigating sort of life for me and my philosophy. And so, the latest version of that is, you know, I the podcast is an intangible thing. Um, the daily emails that I'm working on are an intangible thing. Uh, the book I wrote is an intangible thing, right? I mean, you, it, it's tangible in the sense of once you write a book, it's a book, but it's, it's, it's an inform, it's information, it's content. And so one of the struggles that I've always had is that, okay, well, what is the same with the, the, you know, the intellectual property legal services that I have, you know, even though I'm a legal minimalist, intellectual property, creating a, you know, any kind of business transactional work, any kind of business strategy, all that stuff is, is information and content basically. And I've, I've, I'm good at it. I mean, it's one, it's in my wheelhouse, but there's no, at least to this point, there has not been an opposite, an opposite pull for me. There hasn't been, you know, anything to pull me down to the ground. I'm always, I'm always in the clouds, if you will, in terms of what I do. And this really amazing journey that I've had over the last, you know, 517, 518 episodes in the podcast has led me to this idea of the classic American business. And one of the principles is commerce based upon actually making something. Now, if you knew me ever at all in any reincarnation, I am not a handy person. Uh, I am not handy with my hands. I don't have a green thumb. Um, 
there's very little about me that lends itself to anything to do with physically making something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a roommate in college who was one of, you know, my best friend and, and, uh, he, you know, he has a PhD in engineering and, uh, I think it's mechanical. I think he has a PhD in mechanical engineering and he, you know, he's a, he's a professor and a, a big wig over at UT Austin. And what would happen is we lived in this house together. It was just like this crappy rental that you, you know, that somebody bought in, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of uh, Tucson, you know, to rent to college kids and, you know, no one ever fixed anything and everything was bro- breaking in the house. And so anytime that there was anything anywhere in the house that didn't work, all I had to do was go to my friend and be like, you know, I'm trying to fix this thing and it's not really going. And he would just be like, I'll handle it. And he just would love to fix things. And that's, you know, it was like you had your built in handyman. And uh, that's maybe why him and I were friends because we were two poles, right? Two ends of the opposite ends of the poles. And, and so anyways, but I, Throughout that entire process, I never started to get anything good with my hands until I had kids. And once I had kids and I started to encounter the some assembly required, then I started to actually start to put things together and get over the fear and sort of the false belief that I can't put anything together. And so it started small with like you put the Hot Wheels thing together and then you put the little play kitchen together and then the mud kitchen. And then all of a sudden you're put, you know, you're spending two days putting together this gigantic backyard discovery playground in the middle of a pandemic with a, you know, with somebody else. And, you know, once you do that, once you, I took, it took like nine hours to put together just one part of this like swirly slide. It has two slides. It has your according to Hoyle up and down straight slide, but then it has like a tube curl slide that kind of goes in a spiral. And I put that bad boy together, but it took me like seven hours by my set. Well, I think it was seven hours by myself. I don't want to exaggerate my, I don't want to tell the, the long tail of the giant fish I caught and the nine, you know, the 25 hours of straight of math that was required to put that spiral slide together. It was like seven hours, but you know, and so I've started to overcome that. And, and the one thing I'm really looking forward to with regards to the podcast is interviewing people who make things, you know, and I have no idea what it is that we're going to make. I don't know if we're going to concentrate on producing food. I don't know if we're going to concentrate on producing goods like boots or shoes or making clothes or I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something and it's going to be on a local and a community level. And the interesting thing about that is that, you know, when, when you get stuck on something, you you just, you kind of go to the opposite pole. So I'm just going to start writing about it. You know, I'm, I'm going to start writing about what interests me. I'm going to start writing about, um, you know, different things I've learned and, and, you know, the, the market and all that. And I'm going to do that in my daily emails. So we're, we're going to have, you know, I have it right now. It's understory.news, but I'm putting it is the, uh, where you go to the email list, but I'm, I'm putting together like a little website, like a little WordPress site. That's going to look terrible because I'm not a programmer, but it'll be functional. And I'm going to give away the first issue of the understory Ranger dispatch, uh, which is, which is going to be a, a monthly newsletter, physical monthly newsletter that I'm charging for once I get that up and running. But the first episode, um, it's going to be somewhere between $27 and $86. I haven't, I'm still batting back and forth how much I'm going to charge for it, but so it's going to be valuable and you're going to get a, the issues already written and I already got the printer going to kind of put it all together. Um, and it's already written. I just haven't gotten around to finalizing it and, and sticking it on there so that people can get a free copy of it to, to join my email list. But the thing I want you to think about is that this idea that the the answer to your problem lies in the opposite pole. You know, my entire life is focused around intangible information, um, intangible 
advice, always, everything. And it's interesting that I find, you know, in, at this point in my life that I, I'm, you know, the solution that I've come to for what's going to happen when the, when the merry-go-round stops and we have all this discord that, you know, the information products, although, and writing, although is still tenable and viable, you need to hedge against that with something that you make that you can actually barter with someone or that you can sell to your neighbor or to your community. You know, your actual direct community, not, you know, I'm building a community on the internet, but the opposite end of that pole is, is working within my community here in Virginia, wherever that's going to be. Again, I'm so thankful that I guess to be Virginia. I wanted my kids to be from Virginia. I wanted to, um, live in this state and, and the, the forces seem to be aligning that I'm going to be able to do that. And I'm very thankful for that. And so now I'm like, okay, what does, what does incompetent mean? A little Highlander quote for you. No. Um, what does my community need? It's like, it's, that's, that's an actual important part of, that's an important part of, uh, figuring out what you're going to make because it doesn't trust me on this. It doesn't do any good to write a book that no one needs. Okay. The first book that I wrote, uh, creative clearing the husband entrepreneur's guide to escape the nine to five. It's not, it's not going to be super applicable in five years. <laughs> I didn't know that when I wrote it, um, but I was writing that book based off of an, a world that that uh, probably isn't going to exist in five years, and that's a really, it's a really weird thing to say, um, but I've come to that conclusion over a process. It's not like I just had a mental breakdown and said this is what's going to happen. It's like a, it was literally it was like a seven year process, six year, or I should say, sorry, five year process. It was a five year process. Um, that started roughly around April 7th of 2016, somewhere around in there as there was an event that started, um, this process for me that, that some people would be like, Oh, it's like a red pill. It's like, no, I, I don't believe in the idea of a red pill where you just suddenly have a lightning bolt strike you. I think everything is more of a process and, and that your, your cognitive dissonance, you can finally deal with it. But I do believe that the merry-go-round is going to stop. I do believe that there are so many different factors that are happening that the the economy, as we know it, is is going to is going to radically change and radically change for a significant period of time. Now it may it may right itself and get back, you know, kind of similarly to where we are now and more what people would traditionally consider what they were experiencing as the economy and how things work. But I think there's going to be five to 10 years of total discord. And I think during that time, if you make something, um, you know, and you make it well, and it's something that your immediate community needs, you're going to be okay. If you don't make something and you have this, if you have an information or service-based business on things that people need only in a complicated advanced economy, you might be in trouble. And, um, I don't want you to be in trouble and I don't want to be in trouble. And so that is the whole, you know, that is a whole thought process behind, all right, how are we going to develop? How are we going to make something? Yeah, we're going to write something because that's, we can't get away from that for me personally. Got to make something and got to write something. Part of the journey of the podcast is going to be figuring out what are we going to make? Part of the journey of the podcast is going to figure out, you know, dial in more. What are we going to write and talking about it? And so, you know, those are two of the poles between those two poles. We're going to be just fine. If we can pull those two ends off, we'll be just fine. I'm not worried about it. And, you know, it's something for you to think about. It's the same reason why we're, we're moving to a homestead. 
And again, if you knew me, you'd be like, you're doing what? I mean, I grew up in North Dakota. My dad had a little vanity farm. It was like eight acres. We had chickens and crops and, and trees with fruit on it and strawberry patches and all that. And, and, but it was more of my dad trying to hold on to what he grew up in versus actually trying to be self-sufficient. I want to be self-sufficient as part of the self-reliance because I believe that that journey will make me better in all other areas of my life besides being handy, right? If things go totally south, like zombie apocalypse south. Um, I don't think we're going to go there. There are some very smart people that think we are. I'm going to be talking to one of them soon this week. Um, but I think I think that the institutions are going to kind of hold. It's just going to get super bumpy. I don't think the plane's going to crash. I just think we're going to have extreme turbulence, and we're going to make sure we got some seatbelts to put on. So, so one thing is, is that I just wanted to talk about the idea of make something, write something. That's a, that's those two pulls that I have picked um, for myself. And if you're going to be an understory ranger, if you're going to follow along this podcast, it's it's I would have you consider the possibility that you might want to think about starting a business where you make something, and you make something that you know not you're not trying to make something where you have this giant business that you want to scale and do an IPO, but, but more along the lines of you want to make something that your community needs that every time that you sell it to someone, you strengthen a relationship. It's not a transaction. And so, and so every time that you, every time that you sell what you make, whatever that is, I don't care if it's food or boots or clothes or scarves or whatever it is that you're making, whatever you need um, for whatever your community needs is that every single time that you have a that you have a sale with someone, you build a relationship and, you know, the communities coming together are always, always, um, or what help people survive turbulent times. And I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. I think, I think there's going to be a transformation. I think people are going to be better for what's happening. It's just, I want there to be as little, as little pain as possible. And, I don't want people to be caught flat-footed. So that's why we're talking about make something, write something. Now, you don't have to write something, but I think you should be making something. And you should think about what your community needs. And so that's something to chew on and get that cognitive dissonance in your brain where it's saying, oh, that's never going to happen. Let's start working on it and get that process going for you. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you just to simply write down is, what can I make for my community? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, husband creators, I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand, a place to make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex or crypto, but I cannot help you if you do not raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insight and innovations. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. 
The path of understanding does not end, but that does not mean that you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go like the lantern.